Welcome to the Megan Walrod Show and to a world of magic, joy, and possibilities where you create a life and a business you love by prioritizing all that lights you up. (laughs) Hello, this is Megan Walrod and welcome to episode two called Author Your Life. I gotta say, I love this topic. Becoming the author of our own lives is one of the most empowering choices that I've ever made in my life. And it's one of the most empowering choices we can ever make is to actually acknowledge the creator of magnitude that we actually are. And I'm going to share with you some stories today. Surprise, surprise, to really illustrate this concept as an invitation to become more than a concept and actually a lived reality. And what do I mean by author your life? Well, I'm curious, what do you know about being the author of your own life? And then let me tell you a story about what I came to discover about what it meant to me to author my life. So going back in time a little bit, I was born to couple of really cool parents who were also writers, published authors. My dad has written hundreds of articles and several books. My mom had published many articles herself and contributed to my dad with his books as well. And so writing was in my blood and bones. And I knew that I would be an author one day. But that looked like having books in the world. I never thought about it as something that actually related to like how I would create my life. Yet as a young girl, I started writing stories. I remember sitting in the desk in the corner of my room that I shared with one of my sisters. And in the light of the lamp that I used on my desk, like in the pool of light, I'd write my stories on a yellow legal pad. And the lamp had actually belonged to my dad. He used it when he was in college. And so I remember I'd sit there and I'd write these stories and these stories would just come through me from my imagination. And they'd be about like aliens visiting this young girl in the barn where she lived. By the way, I grew up in the country and we had a barn. (laughs) And stories about these interesting creatures that would come out of the fog and have these magical experiences with there was always this young girl that was the heroine of the stories so i loved writing these stories and one of my favorite classes in elementary school is creative writing and mrs Goronsky was the teacher and i just loved the invitation and the permission to tap into my creativity and that that was actually a class in school where i wasn't being taught facts or told to add up numbers and in strict tables and learn all those kinds of things instead it was this unleashing of 
all this fascinating, magical stuff that just seemed to come out of nowhere, yet it was coming out of me through my pencil onto the page. So it was absolutely a total joy for me to be in that space of creative writing and letting it come pour through me. So that was early on in life, like writing lit me up <laughs> big time. And there's always something new coming through. There was no limit to it. It was extraordinary. And then middle school came and the Choose Your Adventure books came out. And those fascinated me because there was a chance where I got to actually engage with the outcome of the story. Was I going to turn to page 77 and risk swimming across the channel where there were sharks or alligators? Or was I going to take the risk to turn to page 29 and go through the dark woods and see what scary creatures there might be and would I be able to navigate successfully and safely through the other side? You know, so these are the choose your own adventure books where there was always some risk and there was always choice and which way would I go and how would the story end up always depended on my choices along the way. But still, <laughs> I didn't quite see the direct application to my own life. So fast forward several years from there, I was married to a beautiful, kind man. And I wondered what the heck to do in my life. <laughs> I had recently graduated with a master's in transpersonal counseling psychology from Boulder, Colorado. That's where we had met and we got married. And around that time, I was in what some people would call a dark night of the soul, where I just had no freaking clue what to do with my life. And I would, even though I just received all this training to deepen my skills and wisdom and capacity to be an amazing therapist. I had no freaking clue how to grow a business at it. And the idea of getting a job as a therapist or that kind of thing in a local agency did not light me up. I knew something more was possible, but I felt completely stuck, stagnant, lost in this dark, deep well of depression and despair. So why not get married? <laughs> That, that brought me joy, or I thought it did at the time. And what I found myself doing, and at the time, this was very unconscious. And at the time, if you had asked me, I would have said, oh, I'm very empowered. I'm very much a strong, independent woman who's creating her life for herself. Like, look, I, I left corporate America to restart my life. I moved to, from Illinois to Colorado to start a new life in my late 20s to embark on this whole next adventure and study in this field of transpersonal psychology after having trained already, got a master's degree in organization development and worked in corporate America for a while. I was like, I'm a very strong independent woman. Like I'm, I'm making choices. I'm taking these adventures. I'm taking these risks. Like, like here I am, you know? And yet on a very unconscious level, 
in this place and space of, oh my God, how do I create my life? Where do I go from here? I've got all this training. I'm married. Like, what the heck? So unconsciously, well, actually, I was encouraging my then husband to get really clear on what his vision was, what he wanted to create in life. And then I figured I would just follow him and adapt my life to support him. Because very, very unconsciously, I was playing out this old pattern, this old role, this old story of this old belief that went like this. If I take care of you, you'll take care of me. And that's the only way that I'll survive is if I've got a guy, a man who will take care of me because I can't survive on my own. Hello, that is a very old story. And I bought it as true and real. So I played that story out for a while. And that's not a very fun story to live. I can tell you, it's very, very painful. And like I also said, it wasn't like a conscious story. It was so unconscious. Yet what I was aware of in my life was that I got to a point where I was just like, I don't feel met in my relationship and all this other weird stuff was going on. And we ended up getting a divorce. And at the time I was devastated, devastated. It was a complete and utter death of the life that I'd created and the future that I'd been planning on having, which was going to be following whatever he wanted to create. What kind of life ultimately was that actually going to be? But at the time it was devastating. What I could not see at that time was what a gift that experience was. I didn't have that perspective at the time. But it was like a time release capsule of a wake up call <laughs> that took me a little while to wake the fuck up to what the gifts were. But at first I was devastated and I felt like an absolute victim. And I pointed the finger of blame outside of myself and blamed my then in the process of becoming ex-husband. Look at him, look what he's done, look at what is happening, how dare he. All of this blame and shaming and looking outside of myself and feeling like an absolute victim of what had occurred. And as I moved forward from there, devastated, getting therapy to support with the absolute emotional whirlwind that I was in, the experience of emotional pluralism of how can I be so angry at him and want him back at the same time? How can I have this grief that is so immense and want to rage at the same time and just like destroy shit? I wanted to take a sledgehammer and just go into some house that was going to be demolished and just like, 
break shit. I was so angry. I was also so grief stricken and therapy was definitely a great assistance in supporting me and moving me through this to the point where I remember one day I received news about something that was occurring in my then ex-husband's life that was him moving forward and in a new relationship. And I was staying in this house at the time that was actually an amazing gift. And I was painting at the time. It was kind of my cathartic process painting. And I remember that night being so pissed and painting acrylic paints. I had black and red and I had this, what do you call it? It's like a, a knife thing, a palette knife. And I was just like, hitting the canvas with just like big strokes of that paint, just like scraping it down the canvas, just red and black, red and black, red and black. And all I could say was just like, enough, 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 enough. And it just went on for like what felt like hours that evening. Maybe it was just 30 minutes, maybe it wasn't an hour, but it was this intense energy that was building inside of me. Enough, enough. And at first, the enough and the pissed offness was like, how dare he and how dare they? And that victim energy of just like something was being done to me and they were wrong and I was right. But the gift of consciousness and the gift of somewhere I made this commitment to myself to wake the fuck up out of the trance that I've been living in, thank God that enough led to this it's like that victim shell that had just been a story that I'd been living and viewing my life through began to dissolve and began to crumble in the face of this intense volcanic potency that was moving through me. Because beneath anger and rage is a potency that just can destroy all the fucking stories and the lies that aren't true. And so that night I had a meltdown, the best possible kind of meltdown, where the story that I'd been telling myself that I was a victim and he was to blame and there was nothing that I could do about this. And there was no way, I had no idea how I was gonna move forward from here. I was just in devastation land. That lie ended that night. That lie burned in the heat of my potency and the wisdom that somehow emerged like a phoenix from the fucking fire that was like enough and it was that night that i finally received <laughs> some of that time release capsule of the gift of that wake-up call of the divorce of oh my god I played a part in this. And it sounds so obvious right now. And yet at the time, it was like a sledgehammer to the my worldview and my storytelling that I've been telling myself was like a sledgehammer to that of like, wake up, babe. And I began to actually take responsibility, radical responsibility. It was life 
changing. To shift out of, I'm a victim here, into what was mine to take responsibility for? How did I actually create this? And that willingness to be in that inquiry of the choices, not from judgment, not from shame, not from guilt, but from that place of radical responsibility, what choices had I made? What story was I playing out that contributed to creating this? And I embarked on a journey of no more was I going to repeat that pattern. I committed to myself. I committed to my life. I said, whatever it takes, I am going to change my relationship. At the time, the way I looked at it was, I'm going to change my relationship with men so that I never repeat this cycle, this experience again. When I came to discover that it was not only changing my relationship with men, it was also changing my relationship with myself and changing the story that had been dictating my life up until that point unconsciously. That story of, I need a man to survive. The story of, which is such a codependent pattern of, I'll take care of you if you take care of me. And the only way I can survive is if I remain in a codependent relationship. That's so old, so old, so old. It's taming, it's conditioning, it's the stories we get from, you know, birth. And that was a story that got almost completely destroyed that night with the enough, yet it's definitely been a journey of really breaking free from that story. It was just that night was a huge catalyst in my willingness to take responsibility. And so that journey led me to realize that if I was actually responsible for that and created that, and if I never wanted to create that again, what was going to have to change? So the journey of authoring my life began with the destruction of that old story, right? Like I, I couldn't create something new if I kept living that old story. The pattern did play out. I'll be totally honest with you because that's what I'm committed to in this Megan Walrod Show podcast. The story did play out several more times in different, more sophisticated ways. And yet it served to really reveal to me how pervasive and insistent these stories are and how it is such an invitation to continue to choose more consciousness and more presence with my choices to really let go of those stories. It's also such an invitation to cultivate even more allowance for myself, which is really that gift of, oh, babe, look at that thing you did again. Aw, <laughs> and look at what that created. Well, guess what? The good news is I can make a different choice in the next moment. And so how does it get any better than that? So the allowance and that, that space of rather than making myself wrong with the ways that I, I still continue to repeat that pattern. It's like, if and if you resonate with any of this story in your own world, anywhere you may have been going into the judgment of yourself around this, 
the judgment of like, I know better. I'm a strong, independent woman. How did I do that in that relationship yet again? Or how did I do that again in that career or that job or with my business or with that partner? Like invitation to let go of judgment because judgment is such a destroyer and it's not actually what's going to assist you in creating beyond what has been. So this journey of destroying and breaking free from the old stories is one very important essential aspect of becoming the author of our lives. And then after the destruction, after the demolition, remember how I said I wanted to take a sledgehammer and like destroy that house when there was so much rage? After the destruction, there's the creation. And so it's really beginning to look at, okay, so if I'm the author of my own life, what do I wish to create? And if I'm no longer the victim in my life, oh, that means I can become anyone I want in my life. Do I want to be on the sidelines and be a side supporting character? Fuck no. Been that, done that, could have worn the t-shirt, but I say no to that. I'm going to be the leading lady. I'm going to be the heroine in the story of my life. And so that is choosing to be in a new and a different kind of story. And this invites, like I said before, a whole nother level <laughs> of commitment to that awareness and that presence. Because storytelling can be really engaging. And so when I say author your life, it is that invitation to look at how not to be playing out some old story of the past from conditioning because it's familiar, all of that. Yet it's also a willingness to take ownership of your life, number one. And number two, and I talked about this a lot in episode one around prioritizing yourself and choosing what lights you up. I didn't mention the word ownership there. So we're taking it this next level of really choosing to have ownership of your life in the sense that you are choosing you and including you in your life as the author of your life, letting go of those old stories, and then really acknowledging that your point of view creates your reality. So as the author of your own life, are you choosing to tell yourself stories of how you're a victim, of how you're bad and wrong, of how you're impotent and not ever able to create the life you desire? Or are you actually choosing to see that as a lie and just like it might be a pair of glasses you're wearing that's coloring everything you're seeing through the lens of, I'm a victim, I'm a pile of poo, something's wrong with me, I'm definitely flawed. Recognizing that's just a pair of glasses, it's a point of view that creates your reality. Taking off those glasses to get present to, oh my God, 
if this world and this life of mine, of yours, is one big playground of possibilities, what do I choose? What would be fun to create? That is being the author of your own life. It's not creating some new next story that still has some version of definitions and limitations of who you can be and who you can't be. It's actually opening up to the unlimited possibilities available to you as well as the unique possibilities that are available just to you. So for me, being the author of my own life has been one of these dynamic experiments that I engage with, that I continue to engage with. And it's the play of learning how to ask questions and invite the universe to contribute and to co-create magic with me. So while yes, there's the ownership of my life, and I also like to use the metaphor of sitting in the driver's seat of my car, there's also the acknowledgement that so much more magic and miracles and yumminess gets created when instead of trying to control my life and define it to the story that I think would make a great story, Instead, there's a both showing up in leadership and a letting go of control and co-creating with the universe. And when I said I ask questions, those questions can look like waking up in the morning and saying, <laughs> as one of my teachers, Gary Douglas, founder of Access Consciousness, says, who the fuck am I and what grand and glorious adventures await today? So an invitation to play with that question yourself, you can include the F word or not. Who am I and what grand and glorious adventures await today? It is such an invitation to be in the creation of yourself today, letting go of everything you were yesterday and letting yourself be in the space and, and exploration of, yeah, who am I today? What else is available to me today? What else is possible today? And what grand and glorious adventures await? That is an invitation to the universe to join you in co-creating some pretty epic adventures. Now, these aren't questions that you're actually looking for answers to. They're questions that you ask that invite you to tap into what you're aware of and what you become present to. Maybe you ask the question of what grand and glorious adventures await, and you notice that something calls to you, something that lights you up. The, the idea of going for a hike today in Forest Park, and you choose that, and you go for that hike or that trail run in Forest Park. And as you're running, you have this great download of a whole next new thing that you want to share in your article or your blog or your podcast or your email to your community, or you have this whole beautiful, brilliant download of how to repackage something with your new program, or you have this whole new brilliant space of beingness, being in communion with nature, being you 
giggling with the nature spirits, feeling so at home in your own body or your skin. It's never a linear thing. It's more of the invitation to open up to. So that's why when I say author your life, it's not necessarily a linear thing where you're writing down, this is going to be what my life is. Okay, now I'm going to make sure I live it out by word by word, what my life will be today and tomorrow and the next day. It's not so much that. However, I am going to dynamically invite you to be in this exploration for yourself with how your words do create your reality. We're going to talk more about that in episode three with Abracadabra and with being the author of your life, recognizing, remember I talked with you about those choose your own adventure books, acknowledging that the choices you make today are dynamically creating the future you will live tomorrow. And that for me is being the author of my life, of being in the both and dance, intimacy, improv. I love myself some improv, improv with the universe where it's like tapping into, tuning into what do I desire? Some of my desires right now are around bringing forth this novel that's been writing itself through me for the last several years and bringing it forward into an actual published book that other people around the world will be able to read. And so that's a desire of mine. And I get to ask questions about it. And I also get to show up to the writing of it. And I also get to invest in support around it, which I have, which I'm really looking forward to. I'm going to be in my own writing program that someone else is leading coming up soon. And so where am I going with that as far as authoring my life? So there's the dance of, okay, one of the things I know I'm uniquely here to share is this novel, this story that is synchronistically a story about a woman who is creating her own life as an artist who is getting to explore and discover how to be the creator of her own life too. So I'm aware that as I'm sharing this, these stories with you personally, stories within stories, there's also these universal themes here. And so the authoring your life, rather than it being a fixed static story that gets written, it's more of a daily creation, exploration, discovery, co-creation with the universe when you choose it. And this example that I shared with the novel was around acknowledging, like when you tap in, tune into what's your unique gifts to share and what magic is it asking to come through you and the authoring of your life, it's being willing to tap in and tune in to have those conversations. What are those things? that you're saying yes to? What are those things you're prioritizing that light you up? Are you choosing those? Are you prioritizing those? That is you being the author of your life. And then are you being in the dynamic conversation with them on the daily to continue to nurture them and be nurtured by them and continue to allow your desires and that which lights you up to be guiding you in the story of your life while letting go of all the judgments and conclusions that you may have about how it's supposed to show up. That's one of the biggest, biggest perspective gifts, shifts that I've received. And I 
wish to give credit to some of a lot of what I'm sharing with you about the your point of view creates your reality and these questions the Gary Douglas that I mentioned about who the fuck am I and what grand and glorious adventures await today this comes from Gary is the founder of Access Consciousness co-founder with Dr. Dane here I've done a lot of training with them over the last several years so a lot of the the tools and perspectives that I may be sharing with you in these episodes come from Access Consciousness and I'm so grateful for these tools. And I'm so grateful. I'll bring in tools from all other different kinds of, you know, modalities. And, and I'm a big slut in the sense of like, I receive as much as I'm capable of receiving. I've been a seeker all of my life. I've explored all kinds of modalities and pathways and tools. And I use what works. I mean, why use shit that doesn't work? And, and the shit that used to work that doesn't work anymore, it's like I've sought out new tools that help me create more of what I'm looking for with more ease, more swiftly. And so a shout out to Access Consciousness because I have so much gratitude for Gary and Dane and the other facilitators I've worked with over the years and these tools that really are such an invitation to know what I know and know what you know while also being in that co-creation with the universe. And so invitation to you to tap into, now that you've heard my stories about this, anywhere and everywhere that you're aware that you have still been living a bit of that victim storyline feeling at the effect of others. Just acknowledging that and without judgment is now the time to shift that. Flip the shift, <laughs> flip the switch, switch the flip, as I jokingly said in episode one, and choose something else. And Rather than having expectations of yourself that everything changed dramatically and dynamically right here, right now, what if there doesn't have to be drama anymore? I mean, the key to a great fiction, which I'm learning about with this novel, the key to great engaging blockbuster movies and New York Times bestselling stories is there's great drama. There's conflict, there's plot twists, there's friction between the characters, all of that. And that's actually been areas that I've gotten to grow and strengthen in as a writer in fiction, because I was like, how, how do I create conflict here? As someone who grew up in a, a family where I, I learned very much about conflict avoidance, it's like, oh, okay, how cool is this that I get to learn how to bring in conflict to make for an even better story. So as the author of your life, you get to choose. What if it doesn't have to be full of drama? What if it gets to be about ease? And what if it's okay if you're not quite sure right now what story you would write for yourself and author for yourself? What if it could just be really okay to start with today? What grand and glorious adventures await today? and start playing with different kinds of choices today. If you've spent much of your life looking outside of yourself 
for guidance on what to choose or what to do, what would it be like today to invite yourself to just make all kinds of different choices that may seem really weird and crazy and irrational and too small to really count, like what you choose to drink or eat or choose with your body or what to wear? What if those are all actually awesome choices that are inviting you to get even more present to your capacity as the creator of your life, the author of your life, through your choices, through your words, and through your perspectives. So as I mentioned before, our point of view creates our reality. So what is the point of view that you're having about you and life? Einstein talked about how one of the most important decisions we can make in our life is, is the universe a friendly universe or is it a hostile universe? I mean, hello. That's, that's a pretty big thing to look at that can color how you view everything in life. And there might be a, a part two of this conversation because I'm really aware that in my own journey of experiencing sexual abuse in the past, that can distort, that did distort the way I viewed the world. And I did have that victim story and I did view the outside world as not necessarily kind and full of potential perpetrators. And so I just wanna speak that into the space. I'm not gonna go much further into that than just to acknowledge that today, that this unwinding from those old stories of victim stories, what if it doesn't have to be painful? What if it doesn't have to be hard? And yet, what if it is a choice based on you being willing to recognize, hey, maybe there is a different possibility here, letting go of judgment, letting go of blame, and really beginning to tap in and tune into what do you know about all of this? And what are you aware of? What does it look like for you to be the author of your life? And one of the things that I love, again, this could be touching on another episode in the future. One of the other tools that I love to use in really strengthening this, this skill, this choice, this capacity of being the author of my life is journaling. I love, love, love journaling. I love guiding women on journaling adventures too to really tap into their inner guidance. And one of the questions that I've used in journaling, in guiding other women to tap into this authoring of their own life is a question that Glennon Doyle asks in her best-selling book, Untamed, which is so powerful, so amazing, so inspiring, and such a wake-up call invitation to look at all the conditioning that isn't actually true. And so one of the questions that she would ask women is, what is the most true and beautiful story that you could tell about your life? And the, she shares this. So invitation to you, what is the most true and beautiful story you could tell about your life? I actually just shared this question with a group of women the other day. And someone asked, you mean the story about my current life right now? And I said, it's actually more about the life that you desire. Not that anything is bad and wrong about your life right now or that anything is lacking. It's more about as you tap and tune into this new year, 
the year ahead and beyond. What's the most true and beautiful story that you could tell about your life? And you can include in there your business, your relationship, your body, your wealth, any and all of that. And journal with that. And when I encourage you to journal, again, I love the tool of journaling. And the invitation is to take that as a writing prompt, write it at the top of your page, and then write, pen to the page for like three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, and just let your hand write. You're not editing. You're not trying to get it right. You're not trying to make sure, oh, I, Megan used the word most, so it must be the most ever. Like letting go of there being any significance around that. And and just writing and seeing if you can surprise yourself and go a little deeper and a little further and see what comes forth onto the page. There is a magic that occurs through journaling that is so dynamic and explore for yourself, see what you discover. And what Glenna Doyle says in her book Untamed about this question is that when she, she noticed when she invited women into telling the most beautiful true and beautiful story about their life that they could imagine. So if I didn't say that the first time, I'm saying it this time. What is the most true and beautiful life you can imagine for yourself? That's a little bit different wording. That was the one that she said. She said she talked to women, inviting them to share from the imagination. Because when she didn't include the word imagine, they would share about the story based on indoctrination, based on conditioning, what they thought their life was supposed to look like, who they thought they were supposed to be. And that's a limited version. That is a limited version of the story of our lives. And so when she brought in the imagine, what is the most true and beautiful life you can imagine for yourself? Oh, wow. That opened up so much for women to be able to unleash onto the page more than they could have ever imagined. So invitation to you to play with this as a journaling prompt. What is the most true and beautiful story you can imagine for your life, for your future? And I would expand on what Glennon shared in that book and speak into what is the most true and beautiful life and future that you are aware of for yourself? What if the seeds of that life of your future are inside of you right now? Quivering, just waiting for you to tap in and tune in and listen to them and see how they might come forth and flow onto the page in the words that might surprise you. And so whether for you, it feels like you're tapping into your imagination or your awareness, letting go of any right or wrong, good or bad, and just go and see and explore. And then you can play with these other tools and questions I've been sharing today about asking questions and looking at what choices you can make today that would be different because there's that other quote, <laughs> there's that other Einstein quote where if you continue to do the same thing, expecting different results, that's the definition of insanity. So if you continue to move through your days, making the same choices, living that same story, you're living Groundhog's Day. And Bill Murray's great, but do you actually wanna be living Groundhog's Day as your life? My interesting point of view is this life is a gift. 
And we are magic. We are miracles walking. And how much more fun can we have when we're actually choosing and acknowledging, choosing to be the authors of our life, acknowledging we are creators of magnitude. So would you prefer to live out your life with the story and the point of view that you're some kind of pile of poo, less than unfortunate, unlucky, stuck, trapped, a victim, or would you like to flip that switch, do a 180 flip and actually acknowledge you're the heroine or the hero of your story and you get to choose and you choose it and you create it based on what you choose today and the words that you're using to describe yourself to you, the universe to you, is it a friendly or is it a hostile universe? And we'll dive forward into more of this conversation about words and creating your life and reality and future in episode three in Abracadabra. So if you'd like more, keep listening. And thank you so much for tuning in today and for being the gift that you are. And even if you're not able to fully see, know, own, and acknowledge that today, I wonder what else is possible for you in your life, in your future, when you begin to or continue to receive the gift of you more and more and more and more. Thank you for listening to The Megan Walrod Show. My intention is to inspire more women with the possibilities available to them to create a life and a business they love. So if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review on iTunes, and share this episode with somebody who you know who might be looking for more magic, joy, and possibilities. For more information about how to join me in an upcoming class or other adventure, visit me on meganwalrod.com.